Have you ever heard of the Beverly Hills Mansion murders? How about the Menendez brothers? It's a crime that seemed too shocking to be true to those who knew the family. In August 1989, two brothers killed their parents in their Beverly Hills mansion. Initially blamed on a mob hit, it later became clear that the brothers were the murderers. What drove these brothers to commit this heinous act? Was it greed or something more sinister? Welcome to Nightmare Houses. Jose Enrique Menendez was born on May 6, 1944 in Havana, Cuba. He migrated from Cuba to Illinois after the Fidel Castro uprising in the 50s. He came from a prosperous family who lost part of their wealth to the Cuban government. When he came to America at age 16, he lived in the attic of a cousin's home until he earned a college scholarship for swimming to Southern Illinois University. In 1962, he met and wooed Mary Louise Kitty Anderson, a former beauty pageant queen, when she was in her senior year. Menendez was a freshman who was three years younger than her, and soon they were in love. In 1963, they eloped shortly after Kitty received her bachelor's degree in communications. Kitty was born on October 14, 1941, in a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. She was the youngest of four children. Her father owned a heating and air conditioning company and provided well for the family. When Kitty entered grammar school, her father left the family to marry another woman. Because of the hostile divorce, Kitty was withdrawn, often depressed while growing up, and she would have nothing to do with her father. Following high school, she attended Southern Illinois University, working in the school's broadcasting department where she learned to produce dramas for radio and television. Initially, Jose and Kitty lived in New York City, where Jose obtained an athletic scholarship at Queens College and Kitty found work working as a grade school teacher. The couple's first son, Joseph Lyle Menendez, known by his middle name, was born on January 10th. 1968. Kitty quit her teaching job after Lyle was born and the family moved to New Jersey where Eric was born on November 27, 1970 in Gloucester Township. In New Jersey, the family lived in Hopewell Township and both brothers attended the prestigious Princeton Day School. Jose spent the early 80s as head of RCA Records and had a hand in the signing of bands such as Duran Duran and the Eurythmics. The Menendezes had moved to Los Angeles in the mid-1980s so Jose could take a job in the movie business. The Menendez family seemed to be a perfect model of the American dream. But were they? The Spanish-style mansion with a red-tile roof located in a residential area of Beverly Hills known as The Flats, about one block south of Santa Monica Boulevard on North Elm Drive. The house is on the east side of the street and is a gated residence. Built in 1927, it was listed for sale by the developer, George E. Reed, Incorporated of Beverly Hills. Listed as a charming 11-room, two-story, Spanish-style home with a large entrance hall and a library with a tiled floor. Originally, the living room was noted as being 18 by 30 feet with a hand-peg, one-inch floor and a massive, solid mahogany door. 
The dining room decorations were allegedly copied from a famous Spanish castle. There were three master bedrooms with three tiled baths, a breakfast room, butler's pantry, extensive and complete kitchen, and an unusual stairway. There were three servants' rooms with two baths and a three-car garage. The property sat on the market for over a year before being purchased by Ewing S. Riley in 1929. Originally from the Midwest, Riley made his fortune in the oil and gas industry. He moved into the Spanish mansion with his family and their house staff. In 1935, Riley died at the age of 45. His wife, who appeared to be active in the Beverly Hills community, continued living there until November 1938 when she put the home on the market. In 1939, William and Marie Keck purchased the residence after it sat on the market for nearly a year. Keck made his money in the oil industry, and Marie appears to have been active in the Beverly Hills community as well. In the 1950s, the residence served as a location for the Leo Beck Temple Sisterhood and hosted events at the residence. By 1974, 722 North Elm Drive was again listed on the market. It was next purchased by Jack H. Skirball and his family in 1975 and was extensively renovated that year. Skirball was a movie producer, developer, and philanthropist. In 1933, he became the manager of Educational Films Corporation, where he produced Birth of a Baby, the first motion picture to show the actual birth of a child. He then formed Skirbell Productions, which was responsible for classics such as Alfred Hitchcock's Saboteur and Shadow of a Doubt. He continued to produce until 1976, when he teamed with Liza Minnelli and Charles Boyer in A Matter of Time. Skirball provided the funding for the development of a new cultural center in Los Angeles, the Skirball Cultural Center in the Bel Air area of Los Angeles, which is a museum of Jewish heritage and American democratic ideals. The center was named in his honor, as was the Jack H. Skirball Middle School in South Central Los Angeles. Skirball lived there less than five years. The property was listed for sale again in 1980, 1982, and again in 1986. When the Menendez family moved to California, they first lived in Calabasas, an upper-middle-class suburb of Los Angeles, inland beyond Malibu, where they occupied one house while building a more spectacular one on 13 acres with mountaintop views. Then, seemingly unexpectedly, and almost overnight, the family abandoned Calabasas and moved to Beverly Hills. In early 1988, 722 North Elm Drive was purchased by Jose Menendez for just over $4 million. The listing stated the property was a gated 10,000 square foot 1920s estate with five bedrooms, six and a half baths, and an ultimate master suite. By this time, the property also boasted a tennis court, pool, spa, and a guest house. Eric transferred from Calabasas High School to Beverly Hills High. At this time, Lyle was a student at Princeton University, fulfilling one of the many American dreams of his father, which was going to an Ivy League school. Jose was deeply ashamed of his Cuban roots and the fact that he did not attend an Ivy League university. He appeared to want the best opportunities for his sons, at least when it came to athletics and education. On the outside, they appeared to be the ideal family. Everyone around them thought so. 
The family reportedly did things together and seemed close. They usually had dinner together, which was rare in a community where most parents weren't close to their children. The boys talked about world events as well as what was happening in their father's business. On Saturday, August 19th, 1989, Jose chartered a yacht in the Marina del Rey and the family spent the day together shark fishing, just the four of them. It was later noted the boys seemed distant on the boat, not spending much time with their parents. On the evening of the following day, August 20th, 1989, the seemingly idyllic life that Jose Menendez created was obliterated. Jose and Kitty settled in for a comfortable evening watching TV in the den at the rear of their mansion. Jose was wearing shorts and a sweatshirt. Kitty was in a sweatshirt, jogging pants, and sneakers. They had dishes of strawberries and ice cream on the coffee table in front of the sofa where they were sitting. Jose was shot in the back of the head with a Mossberg 12-gauge shotgun. Kitty was awakened by the shots and rose from the couch. She was first shot in the leg and fell, and then was shot several times in the arm, chest, and face, leaving her unrecognizable. She had attempted to crawl away. Around midnight, a hysterical 911 call came into the Beverly Hills Police Station. Having returned from the movies, where they saw Batman again after they couldn't get into License to Kill because of the lines, the brothers drove into the gate at 722 North Elm Drive, parked their car in the courtyard, entered the house by the front door, and found their parents dead, sprawled on the floor and the couch in the television room. In reality, Lyle and Eric entered the den carrying shotguns around 10 p.m. that evening. They killed Jose first, firing four times from two shotguns, including one fired directly into the back of their father's head, and then shot their mother ten times as she tried to escape, placing the last shot against the side of her head. After killing their parents, the two men picked up the spent shell casings and calmly went to see the movie in order to establish their alibi. They reported the killings upon their return. What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? I'm sorry, kill my parents. Pardon me? Don't kill What? Who? Are they still there? Yes. The people? No, no, no. Were they shot? Yes, man, too. Were they shot? Yes. They were shot? Yes. We're going to see what I'm
Okay, we're on our way over there with an the ambulance. Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> okay. The crime scene was gruesome and messy. Police initially did not believe the brothers to have been involved in the killings in those first few days, and they did not undergo gunshot residue tests to find out whether either had recently used a firearm. During the early stages of the investigation, the police tried to narrow their search to suspects who had motives to kill Jose and Kitty, but nothing panned out. They also investigated potential mob leads, but nothing came from that either. In the months after the murders, the police ultimately connected the brothers' lavish spending to the murders of their parents. Shortly following their parents' deaths, Lyle bought a Rolex watch, a Porsche Carrera, a townhouse in West Windsor, New Jersey, a cafe, and a restaurant in Princeton, New Jersey, while Eric hired a full-time tennis coach and competed in a series of tournaments in Israel. They left the Beverly Hills mansion unoccupied following the murders and decided to live in adjoining condos in nearby Marina del Rey. The brothers drove around Los Angeles in their deceased mother's Mercedes-Benz SL convertible, dined expensively, and went on overseas trips to the Caribbean and London. In an attempt to get a confession from Eric, the police convinced Craig Sigrinelli, one of Eric's closest friends from high school and a tennis buddy, to wear a wire while having lunch with him at a local beachfront restaurant. When Craig asked Eric if he killed his parents, Eric said no, but eventually he confessed to doing so to his psychologist Jerome Ozeal, who then told his mistress Judy Smith. Smith later broke up with Ozeal and told police about the brothers' involvement. Lyle was arrested on March 8, 1990, and Eric turned himself in three days later after returning to Los Angeles from Israel. Both were held without bail and separated from each other. In August 1990, Judge James Albrecht ruled that the tapes of the conversation between Eric and Ozeal were admissible evidence since Ozeal stated that Lyle allegedly threatened him and violated doctor-patient privilege. Albrecht's ruling was appealed, and the proceedings were then delayed for two years. In 1991, the brothers sold the mansion at 722 North Elm Drive. The Supreme Court of California ruled in August 1992 that most of the tapes were admissible except the tape in which Eric discussed the murders. After that decision, a Los Angeles County grand jury issued indictments in December 1992, charging the brothers with the murders of their parents. The Menendez case became a national sensation when Court TV broadcast the trial in 1993, nearly four years after the murders were committed. Represented by their defense lawyer, Leslie Abramson, the brothers stated that they were driven to murder by a lifetime of the abuse at the hands of their parents, especially sexual abuse at the hands of their father. Meanwhile, their mother was described as an enabling, selfish, mentally unstable alcoholic and drug addict who encouraged her husband's behavior and was also sometimes violent towards the brothers. A few weeks before the night of the murders, Lyle and Eric stated the sexual abuse started again, leading to several confrontations within the family. They also claimed that their father threatened to kill them if they did not keep the abuse a secret. 
Around that time, the brothers found out their parents were hiding rifles in their bedroom, which led them to buying their own shotguns for protection. The last confrontation happened inside the house den on August 20th, 1989, a few minutes before Kitty and Jose were killed. According to the brothers, they stated that their father closed the den's door at the time, which was unusual. Paranoid and afraid they would be killed by their own parents, Lyle and Eric went outside of the house to load their shotguns. Eric stated, As I went into the room, I just started firing. The trial ended with two deadlocked juries, and as a result, Los Angeles County District Attorney Gil Garcetti announced immediately that the brothers would be retried. The second trial was less publicized, in part because Judge Stanley Weisberg did not allow cameras in the courtroom. Both brothers were eventually convicted on two counts of first-degree murder and of conspiracy to commit murder. In the penalty phase of the trial, they were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. The jury said that the abuse defense was not a factor in its deliberations, but decided not to impose the death penalty because both brothers had no criminal record or history of violence prior to the murders. However, unlike the juries in the previous trial, the jury in the penalty phase rejected the defense's theory that the brothers killed their parents out of fear, despite all the evidence and testimony as it was believed that they committed the murders in order to inherit their father's wealth. During the penalty phase of the trial, Abramson, the brother's defense lawyer, apparently told a defense witness named William Vickery to edit his own notes, but the district attorney's office decided not to launch a criminal investigation on Abramson. Both brothers filed motions for a mistrial, claiming that they suffered irreversible damage in the penalty phase as a result of possible misconduct and ineffective representation by Abramson. On July 2nd, 1996, Weisberg sentenced the brothers to life in prison without the possibility of parole and also sentenced them to consecutive sentences for the murders and charges of conspiracy to commit murder. Following their conviction for premeditated murder and conspiracy to commit murder, both boys were given consecutive life sentences without the benefit of parole. As in their pre-trial detention, the California Department of Corrections separated the brothers and sent them to different prisons. Since they were considered to be maximum security inmates, they were segregated from other prisoners. They remained in separate prisons until February 2018, when Lyle was moved from the Mule Creek State Prison in Northern California to the Richard J. Donovan Correction Facility in San Diego County, where they were housed in separate units. Eric also spent some time at Pleasant Valley Prison in Coralinga, California. On April 4, 2018, Lyle moved into the same housing unit as Eric, reuniting them for the first time since they began serving their sentences nearly 22 years earlier. Jose Menendez, while very successful, was not regarded as a well-liked or nice man. He had a temper and high expectations. He had several long-term affairs, but he was also a busy and hardworking man, often traveling for business. Kitty seemed to try to hold the family together as best she could. The environment Lyle and Eric grew up in was all about appearances, money, and success. In reality, they would never be good enough for themselves or their father. They had many opportunities, but they never seemed to try. 
The Menendez brothers will always be a disappointment to their father, as he was likely about to disinherit them from his will at the time of his murder. We will never know what happened within the walls of the many lavish homes the Menendez family lived in. When Lyle and Eric Menendez killed their parents, they were young adults. Whether any kind of abuse was the reason for the murders, or they got greedy, will never truly be known. We know that they killed their parents, but only they know the truth behind their intentions. Since 1991, a Beverly Hills attorney has privately owned the mansion Jose and Kitty were brutally murdered in. It appears to be used as a rental property catering to famous and high net worth clientele. The mansion's exterior looks as it did in 1927 and on that fateful day in 1989. Thank you for listening to Nightmare Houses. For more information, including photos and references, please visit www.nightmarehouses.com. Until next time, goodbye.